Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. And baseball finally has come back. Finally, after waiting for so long. And uh, so Reds doing something this year they haven't done in 32 years. That start opening day on the road. Of course, 32, 32 years ago, they started the season 9-0 and and went on to win the World Series. So could it be deja vu? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this episode, we're going to break down uh, the Reds position by position, see how they compare to last year, uh, see how, they, how we think they're going to do this year. Then we're going to go into uh, predictions for wins and losses uh, now that the roster has been pretty much projected down to where it's probably going to be 90 to hundred percent close to what it's actually going to be uh, when the Reds finally uh, announced the roster uh, just before the game on uh, Thursday. We're recording this Wednesday night, April the 6th. So uh, if you're listening to this after the game and, and we predicted some crazy things and it, everything looks ugly, uh, Sorry, (laughs) but no. And then uh, we're going to bring back a feature we did last year uh, because Joey Votto's joined social media. So we have tales from the Twitter sphere, even though he's not on Twitter uh, coming back uh, for this season as well. Uh, But let's get into it. Uh, Ren's opening day roster projections. Uh, We're going to use the one from Mark Sheldon. His is probably the most, the closest to what it's going to be. Uh, some of them, I, I think, uh, are no-brainers uh, when we go through a position by position. Uh, we'll go through the bullpen. Reds are going to take 15 pitchers to start the season. That's well, that's crazy and unheard of, but well, I'll take it. They're also starting starting the season with 28 uh, players. I, I think I, I hate the way bullpens are used today, but with the shorted, shortened spring training, uh, because of the lockout, uh, I think it, it, it's why it's a wise move, and I'm sure the Reds aren't the only team doing that. Yeah, I, I think having enough, you got to have enough arms, and you're only going to have them till like May first or something like that, right? And, and with the DH now, you have you can get by with a shorter bench. Yeah. So, Reds are going to have like a three, three, maybe four man bench because you know the catchers usually are the last guy up because you you don't want to be in case of injury, you don't want to be short a catcher. Right. So let's get into the catcher position. Last year, of course, Tucker Barnhart was the uh, primary catcher, gold glover. Uh, did de- did better last year with the uh, with his bat, but uh, he's been traded to Detroit. Wish him all the best. One of my favorite Reds of all time. Uh, but it's Tyler Stevenson played last year. When he played, he could hit. And it's definitely his turn now to be the primary catcher. Uh, so the Reds definitely don't, uh, I don't think any team really needs an $8 million backup catcher. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's more fair to Tucker as well because he he's not going to really want to be a backup catcher. 
No, the two gold gloves make him a starting catcher. Right. So it's not even really he lost the job. It's just that it's just Stevenson's turn. And Tucker, it was Tucker's turn to uh, eclipse uh, Mesoraco a few years ago. Now it's uh, now it's Stevenson's turn. And with the bat that Stevenson has, uh, he could be one of the better hitting catchers the Reds have had in a long time. Yeah, the kind of spring that Stevenson had. He, the guy can rake. He can hit the ball. Uh, the, the question is, can he make, can he be defensive? Right. Well, and, and you know the the cool thing is he found a coach on uh, social media in the in the off season that's working with him to be more consistent in some of his some of his catching mechanics. Uh, Tyler was just trying to find things that worked, and you know when you're a backup catcher or, or even going through the minors. Uh, you're not gonna have the money to hire your own private uh, coach, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's time it's time for him to work on his own stuff with the uh, lockout. He he couldn't even access the uh, Reds coaches, so uh, things kind of worked out for him there. Hopefully, the, the I mean the coach was so impressed that the Reds actually hired him. There you go, Good audition. And the story with him is so awesome. Google it. Uh, the Tennessean has, I think, a, a paywall-free uh, article on it where, uh, and I think we've talked about it on one of the previous episodes. But anyway, last year, uh, Tyler Stevenson hit uh, 286, 366, 431. Great numbers. Six in voting for Rookie of the Year. Uh, definitely, it's his turn. Yeah, he definitely uh, he's earned it, and um, his backup has earned a backup. What spring oh, he had, Ramos Garcia. Absolutely, uh, you know everybody was like, oh, "We got to go with the veteran," and uh, with the other guy that's had more catching experience. But Garcia, who's played for the Giants uh, as well, but um, so you know, it's not like he's new. But I mean, he just killed the ball in in spring. Uh, very impressive, and and going to be a great bat. Uh, I know some people have talked about DH. Probably never going to DH just because of the backup catcher situation. But uh, looking forward. I mean, it's going to give Tyler Stevenson a break. Now you can probably comfortably play Tyler one hundred and forty games. Uh, maybe move Tyler Stevenson to first base or. Or uh, DH in those games, probably first base to give Joey a rest if Joey or if Joey DHs. So it, it gives you so much more flexibility, uh, and you know, giving extra bats in the game. I, I I like the move. Well, I gotta think as well. We got Colin Moran who can also play first base. Right. We'll, we'll do a little backup. We'll do some DHing. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into fir- in, into the bench a little bit later. But first base, Joey Votto. I don't think we need to talk too much about that. He's definitely earned his position. We should name, rename the Twitter sphere to the TikTok sphere. <laughs> uh, second base, obviously, is going to go to Jonathan India, Rookie of the Year. He's going to get the award on the official opening day on uh, next Tuesday from um, Jamar Chase, who was Rookie of the Year in the NFL. Really cool story there. Um, opening day. They should, they should do the same for, for Jamar when he gets his trophy. I think he's already got his, though. Did he get his? Yeah, NFL NFL moves quick. They they do theirs. Crazy. You have to do it. You have to do an on field thing, though, man. It's cool that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shortstop Kyle Farmer. Uh, he definitely emerged last season. Earned the uh, earned the spot. Yep. 
He turned it up last year. And with uh, both uh, of his backups on the injured list, uh, it, it's definitely his everyday spot now with uh, Solano being injured and also Barrero. Yeah, I mean, Solano should be back quicker than Barrero. Third base. This is probably the biggest question mark of the infield for the Reds. Mike Moustakis. His middle name is injured. Yeah, I mean, he has to stay healthy. He hasn't, he, when he has been healthy, he hasn't performed. Uh, defense was a liability, and, and, you know, it was with Suarez as well. But uh, hopefully Mike uh, Moustakis can uh, turn things around. He was hitting pretty good in uh, spring training, so uh, hopefully he can uh, continue that. I mean, he's kind of in a make or break here now. It's like, he, oh. you got to hit, you got to stay healthy, man. Absolutely. Um, I mean, last year he hit 208. And that was what, 30 games or something like that? Uh, he played in uh, 206 plate appearances, 62 games. I mean, he missed 100 games last year. I mean, you feel if sometimes you feel like you can't you, you can't help you when you get hurt, but then again, you're paying this guy a lot of money to be on the to be on the injured list. Right. Looking at the outfield, uh, one of the kind of surprising moves uh, that the Reds made going into uh, opening day is they did inform Shogo Akiyama that he was not going to make uh, the team. Uh, he has elected for free agency instead of taking the assignment to. Louisville, so wish uh, Shogo the best. I don't think he ever really got the chance, but in the limited times he did get a chance, uh, he just couldn't uh, hit major league major league hitting uh, in the limited times he got to got a chance to play. So you know you got to take advantage when you're a bench player, especially in a team with a lot of players at your position uh, and other guys that uh, like a TJ Friedel who's uh, playing in the minor leagues. Or Max Rock that did get chances last year, they actually performed. It, it, when you it just slowly moves you down to seventh or eighth on the depth chart for, uh, for the outfield, and you know the team. Even though he's making eight million dollars, it's hard to have a bench player that's never going to play, and get paid eight million dollars, even though you have to pay them anyway. You you need the performance. Well, I think for him though, you know, he came here when the pandemic just started. Oh, I mean, it was bad luck after bad luck. So you had the yeah. you had COVID last year. I believe a tree fell on his wife right before the season started. That makes her hardcore. <laughs> but still, either way, he never got off the ground. Never got off the ground. I, I don't think uh, uh, David Bell ever gave him the chance. But then again, once you do get the chance, you gotta you gotta perform. And he never could get that consistency. He had, he had glimpses. But never could get that uh, consistency that uh, you need at the major league level. Uh, but here's who is uh, projected to be the outfielders. Uh, these are Locks, Nick Senzel, center field, Tommy Pham, right field, Tyler Naquin, and Jake Freely are probably going to uh, platoon in right. And then Aristides Aquino is probably going to make the team, and he came on like he wanted to make the team in the last few games at in spring training. He was killing the ball. It's crazy how many outfitters we have that have that can hit the ball and have so much talent. Right, and and even down in uh, Louisville tonight, T.J. Friedel, which that that stadium is hard to hit home runs, and uh, he he hit one uh, to right field. So 
Uh, I, I think he's gonna he's probably gonna play with a chip on his shoulder down there. So uh, I like Friedel. I like Fr- I, I like all of these guys. So yeah, yeah Friedel Friedel hit one to Tennessee. <laughs> I tell you how much how much that guy likes to play ball. Absolutely. Uh, so the bench players, uh, he's only projecting two. So of course, you have five outfielders. So ten and, two, and one pitcher. So that, one catcher, extra catcher. So. Uh, utility players, Colin Moran, Brandon Drury, uh, Colin Moran did not have a good spring. No, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> and, uh, Brandon Drury is non-roster invitees likely to break with the club. Drury had a good spring. So I, overall, I, I'm excited about this offense. Uh, what I saw in spring training, it, it was more than just, you know, your usual spring training. They, because a lot of times you'll see in spring training, and granted it was shorter this year, but you'll see beginning of the year some of the hitters will be killing the ball, and then uh, towards the end when you're playing the starters and the pitchers are warming up more, you'll start to see kind of a, a slump. And you, we saw the opposite from the Reds in this spring training. Yeah, they showed us something in spring training. They finished with they were, what ten and seven or something. Yeah, like that. T- ten, ten and one. Ten and seven. I mean, it's still spring training, but you you like a ten and seven versus a seven and ten, or a two and five, or what, or two and twelve. Um, Look at the Nationals; they were like four and twelve or something. They were awful. right. I mean, the Dodgers had a bad one too, but uh, the Dodgers have so much talent that who knows how long they even play in a lot of those games. Yeah, I think I would bow out after three innings. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, but anyway, the Reds offense, I, I think they're going to be much better than they were last year. Uh, I, I think you're going to see fewer strikeouts. Is that a, is that a knock on Suarez? Uh, it's not <laughs> across the board. I think you're going to see fewer strikeouts. I think you're going to see probably about the same power. I mean, you lose uh, Nick Castellanos and the, the double, double machine he was. If uh, Nick Senzel can stay healthy, I think you make up part of that. I, I hope he does, man. I want to see him. I want to see his full potential. Yeah, Tommy Pham is playing with on it with a chip on his shoulder, kind of like Castellanos is in Philadelphia. So uh, hopefully uh, he he can repeat what he's done at Great American Ballpark uh, this year. And you know, when there's you have Max Rock and uh, Donovan Solano on the injured list to start the season, so you, you're going to get you're going to get even more uh, better as the uh, season goes on. Yeah, when you get those guys healthy, man, I really like the signing of Solano. I think he's a, he's a solid player. Absolutely. Uh, so let's go into the rotation to make the season. The Reds are going to start with four pitchers, uh, likely depending on uh, injuries, because uh, Luis Castillo and Mike Miner are uh, on the injured list. Um, I think they are eligible to come back the 15th. Uh, so they, they could hit the second time around depending on how they are, but I don't think the Reds are going to rush them. And, uh, with, even with these four and with Nick Lodolo likely to be the fifth, that they can't make it, uh, the second time through the rotation. Uh, I, I think the Reds are in pretty good hands. Tyler Malley, Vladimir Gutierrez, Hunter Green, and, uh, Reviar or Raver. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his first name, San Martin. I, I really like him, so I, I I think I like the rotation. A lot of high risk because they're all young pitchers. 
Gutierrez looked really good last year, very consistent. Hunter Green has glimpses. If he can keep the ball from going, you know, middle of the plate high like he did a lot of the get games where he got rocked in spring training. Um, his last two games were really bad. Yeah. He needs to hit his corners. He's not doing it. Right. So he needs to he needs to work on his slider, but maybe he was just peppering fastballs in spring training. Sometimes that happens, but when it's with a rookie, uh, you start to worry because you know, 102 miles per hour is still pretty special, but it's not as special as it used to be. No, because if hitters will figure it out after a while. They'll, they'll catch up with it if you don't have yeah. any have anything to keep them off balance. Which is really why I like uh, San Martin so much is uh, the way he pitches. He doesn't have the 95, 97, 100 mile per hour fastball. He's about 88, 89, 90. But he has so much movement, so many uh, off speed and change ups and curveballs that that just you just have that crazy drop. And he, he knows how to get guys out. He knows how to pitch. Uh, so, you know, he, he may stick around in the rotation depending on how long Castillo and Miner are out, uh, when things shake out, but he, if not, I'm sure he'll be moved into the, uh, into the bullpen. And then you have Luis Castillo, Mike Miner, uh, for minor injuries. So they should be coming back probably by May 1st at the latest. And again, yeah, and, and, and again, you know, uh, the, the the trouble with the with uh, with the 162 game season was a lot of these guys that are coming up is will they be on season pit season inning counts like Mike Leake was in 2010? Uh, so you know Hunter Green if he if he is dominating gets to September are they going to shut him down? Uh, it's hard to tell. Um, I know he came off Tommy John surgery, so they may 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 keep an eye on his innings. Right. Try not to overwork him and, and, and to get his, his shoulder will get tired. Yeah. Like you throw well, 100 miles an hour, your arm gets tired. Yeah. Well, of course, with Mike Leake, he never did have a season in the minors. So uh, I, I guess it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how much of an inning innings and, uh, you know, games that they limit some of these young pitchers. But I, I like the depth in the, uh, in the rotation. I, I think uh, the, 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 I'd much rather have Hunter Green, San Martin, Gutierrez, Lodolo and, uh, you know, even a couple of the other guys that are right behind them in the minors compared to where we were in 2016, when it was, uh, Brandon Finnegan, uh, the guy with the long curly hair that I can't think of his name. Loser. No, no, <laughs> no, no. He's a, he's a really super nice guy. Uh, yeah, he came, it was, he came over in the, uh, Johnny Cueto trade. Those three guys, uh, hey, is that is that Lamb? Yeah, John Lamb. John Lamb. Okay. And I I can't remember who the third guy when that trade was. Uh, that was Cody Reed. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked him as well too. I, it just you know none of them were very memorable long term. I remember them because they were all left-handed. <coughs> that's true. So and, you get all three you get three left-handed pitchers. That's crazy. And and, and then you know they were all so, supposed to be top picks. Uh, Lamb had a lot of injuries. And, you know, they were going, they were expected to be these top guys off the bat. Hunter, kind of the same with Hunter Green, uh, but Green, much more talented, had, had better arms. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I do like the, uh, 
I like the quality of the young pitchers this time compared to 2016 when we went into the first rebuild. And, uh, and yeah, Lodolo um, is going to be traveling with the club to start the season. So uh, most likely he will be, uh, be the fifth starter. Yeah, I, at least to start the season. And he's probably because he wasn't affected by the lockout, he's probably in the best pitching shape out of the bunch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him pitch. So it's, intri- it's he's intriguing to me. So last week we talked about uh how the bullpen is probably going to be better just because you have guys like uh Amir Garrett and some of the other guys, uh Heath Hembry, for example, that are no longer with the team. Uh, but let, let's go through these names uh, as far as who's projected. Uh, Luis Sessa, complete, very good, very solid. Uh, he should be the closer. Hunter Strickland, uh, he has a good history, so I think that's going to work out. Art Warren in his limited time last year was very, very good, probably a reason why the Reds came close to the postseason. Yeah, he turned it up there at the end. Yeah, Tony Santillan uh, did not do great in the uh, starting rotation, but when you got him down one or two innings, uh, he was uh, he got locked in uh, towards the end of the season as well. Yeah, he's uh, pretty good. Justin Wilson, we got at the trade deadline last year from the Yankees. Um, I kind of like him. Yeah. He's he's a veteran. He's got good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and now that you now, I mean, he's worked probably fifth in the in in the pecking order of the bullpen. That kind of works out. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, yeah, kind of a mop up guy. You kind of need that guy just to eat innings. I, I would I would trade him for a pack of balls or something. <laughs> but remember, if we didn't have Jeff Hoffman, we would have uh, Robert Stevenson. You know what? You take both of them, put them on a boat, and send them to Michigan. I don't care. Uh, Buck Farmer. I know nothing about him. Speaking of Michigan, yeah, Buck Farmer came from the Tigers. I'll show you what. That that is all I know. I know that the Tigers have sucked when he was there, so hopefully he's he's learned his lesson. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Mortea or Moretta? He had a cup of coffee here last year. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. He's got good stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Also, I think he was closing in Louisville last year. Yeah, last year he had four games with the Reds, two point four five ERA, point eight two WHIP. If he can uh, expand on that, I mean, this bullpen's looking a lot better than than I expected. Uh, Ryan Hendricks, I'm pretty sure he was with the team last year. Yeah, he, he was awful. Yeah, his ERA, his ERA was close to six. It was. I think he is one of the guys we didn't think was going to be back. Yeah, I was hoping he, he well, hopefully he fixed himself and he, he's gotten his, his command better. Yeah, uh, Daniel Durate. I know nothing about Daniel Durate. Uh, let's see. He has never pitched in the majors. That's awesome. Last year was in the minors with four teams, uh, starting in rookie ball all the way to AAA. Of course, COVID may have been part of the reason. Uh, four point five six combined ERA through this through uh the Arizona League, Dayton, Chattanooga, and Louisville. He made his rounds. Yeah, didn't throw a lot though. Only had uh twenty three innings. That might have been maybe it was maybe an injury or something. Yeah, Could be. I don't know. Uh, and then Alexis Diaz. 
he has a uh, ties, I guess, with um, another reliever who pitched in the majors. What I heard, I think, he's with the Mets or something. Maybe uh, he did not pitch above Double A last year. Uh, in fact, was with Chattanooga the entire season. Not bad, three and one, three eight three ERA, a one point one eight WHIP. So uh, we'll see how that translates to the majors. So th- those guys are probably when the rosters get down to uh, twenty six. Those are those last three or four are probably the first ones first ones to go back to Louisville. Yeah, I would, I would think so. But overall, you know, you know, going through with the main guys in the bullpen, uh, I'm I'm not as worried as, as I was before. I uh, we just talked about it tonight. Yeah, I just hope the rookies don't have you know issues. I mean, they're gonna be nervous. I get that, but. You got to, they got to do like, you got to think of it as Louisville. You're going to go out there and you just got to do your thing. You go out there and strike guys out, get guys out. That's your, that's your job. So, uh, so I mean, overlooking at it, we'll get into the season, but first they, of course they start tomorrow night in Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be a packed house. They're going to sell $151 cheeseburgers, or you can upgrade it to a $25,000 cheeseburger. Holy crap. You get with the uh, you get a replica ring uh, with the hundred and fifty one dollar one, and I think you get like an uh, an authentic ring uh, with the twenty five thousand dollar burger. Wow! I'll I'll stick to my uh, Wendy's value meal. <laughs> uh, Red's also coming up with new food items. Uh, we shared them in uh, one of the Facebook groups. Uh, you can find that with I think WLWT did a pretty good job explaining it or red's uh facebook page as well uh but uh i'm looking forward to opening day i'm not going to count tomorrow night in the series with the braves as opening day hopefully the reds go four and oh uh yeah. so it doesn't tamper the, or you know dampen the uh, spirit that we usually have with the uh, reds opening day but <laughs> you know if, if either way april 12th reds opening day great american ballpark it's been announced uh we're be celebrating the Bengals. joe burrow is going to be throwing out the opening uh, the first pitch on opening day that's awesome uh to zach taylor we already talked about jamar chase uh, handing out the award to jonathan india uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and, and i think this team's gonna be a lot of fun as well as the reds take on the uh, guardians on tuesday 4 10 start time first pitch uh, game that game will be on Bali Sports Ohio, and I think local twelve is also going to be carrying the game. But uh, the very first game, game one, is going to be on ESPN, and uh, we will be there. We will not be there tomorrow night. <laughs> we will not be there tomorrow. Night. We will be there next Tuesday. Yes. Uh, also, uh, this season, Reds have announced one of the Sunday games, I believe May 29th against the Giants, will be moved to eleven thirty five start time. Earliest I've ever seen that. It, it's crazy, especially considering they're playing the Giants. So in California, that's eight thirty-five in the morning. That's insane, man. Yeah, Can you imagine gonna... waking up to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love it, but uh, it's going to be on the Peacock Network. So uh, two new streaming networks this year. Peacock is going to be carrying uh, Sunday morning games, and then Apple Plus is going to be carrying, I believe, some Friday night games. And the Reds have a couple of those games on tap as well. So more subscribing services that you have to subscribe to to watch Reds baseball this year. 
I, I like it. It's getting around MLB TV. That is true. <laughs> that is true. If you've cut the cord, you don't want to. You, you don't want to pay for Direct TV now, or you don't want to pay Direct TV, or your cable company. Uh, at least you'll be able to get to see a few games. Yeah, I mean, having those, if you subscribe to those, you you don't do anything. Just turn it on and watch it. Right, and, and, and you know, Peacock is great too. They have a lot of sporting events. The uh, they've improved the app. It's easier to find some things now. It's still not. It's still not very. From that standpoint, it's still not even close to like a Netflix. But uh, it, it is getting better. <clears throat> You go to the premium, you don't have to worry about commercials and all that right. stuff. It's a little expensive. But if you just go with the standard, you, you know, you can still watch whatever movies you want, sports, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I pay the four ninety five a month, uh, get all the uh, WWE premium live events. I watch the Super Bowl on it. So uh, because the Super Bowl was blocked out on my uh, streaming service. Really? Yeah. I started it off. I work a... Uh, I was at work watching on the TV at work, and then halftime I came home, got here just in time. Uh, Dr. Dre had finished his uh, set and turned on the TV, put it up to CBS. or no, Was it CBS or NBC? NBC. Let's put it up yeah, to it NBC. Was, it was NBC. It was Al Michaels, yeah. Yeah, put it to NBC, and it's like, sorry, this event is not available in your location. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then I remembered, oh, wait, it's NBC. It might be on Peacock. And thankfully it was, uh, and uh, quality was great. So they worked out a lot of the kinks that they had when they first started doing live events. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how baseball works on Peacock. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be calling the games. You know, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I hope it's not Bob Costas. He's, he's awful. <laughs> I can't stand Bob Costas. I, I can tell. Uh, so where do you think the Reds are going to end up this year? I'm, I started off with 91 wins. I am going to stick with 91 wins and you know, it's too complicated. They might sneak in with 91 wins that might win the division. That could be a wild card or that could still have them as the seventh team looking, looking on the outside, outside in. But I, I think the Reds have the potential to win 91 wins. I'm going to go optimistic and, uh, stick with it. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my 88. I think 88's it's doable. It's over 500. You still have a shot at the playoffs. Right. And 91 wins is also the same number they had in 1990. So I'm I'm going with history repeating itself. I like the way you think there. I mean, that 90 team was awesome. Right. I mean, you know, this offseason had a lot of emotions with the, with the lockout, with the Reds moves, uh, getting rid or trading away or not re-signing. A lot of very popular, very awesome uh, people uh, in the Reds organization. But I, I really, regardless of what you think of the front office, uh, if, if they win, all that sell the Bob, sell the team Bob stuff will go away. Winning will solve everything, but you got to root for these guys. They're a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they're all going to be working their butts off. I, I, I see a lot of young, hungry players, which is always fun to watch. You got veterans like Tommy Pham, Joey Votto in there. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a lot better than some of the pundits are saying. Of course, you know, the, the USA Today's picked the Reds, I think, to finish third with a, like a losing record. But they also picked the uh, Bengals to finish last with a 6-11 six and, six and 11 record. So the experts don't know anything. That's why they play the games. 
and and you know you have teams in the in the uh, National League East that have been spending a ton of money. They got to play each other forty times each, so they're going to be beating up on each other. So I, I don't think you're going to have three teams out of the East make the uh, postseason this year. Uh, you might get two teams out of the West. I, I I do think you're gonna get two teams out of the Central just because the Reds and the Cardinals and the Brewers are gonna be playing the Cubs and the Pirates 38 times each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, you got to beat the Pirates and you got to beat the Cubs. Now the Cubs approved a little bit, but they're not gonna be anywhere near where they when they were in the World Series. Right. So. And plus, I mean, if, for for the Reds now, we got a young. You got some young guys. You got obviously a rookie bullpen. You got some rookies in the rotation. And, and the other thing, we got to let we got to let go Castellanos and Suarez and Winker. They're not. They're gone. We're going to end up playing Castellanos in Philadelphia. We might. We're not going to see Seattle this year. No. But we got to get past those guys. They're gone. It's a new era. Let's get to cheer on these guys. Joey Votto get a ring. That's what I yep. see. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, the guys are having fun. They're bonding, uh, yeah. and and that's what's important. And speaking of having fun, now it's time for tales from the Twitter sphere on the Reds fans chatter podcast. My name is Chicky. <laughs> Did you see this? I can't stop watching it. My four-year-old son, Ken, gets upset every time this is over. It's catchy. It's catchy? And, and you know. My name is Bon Bon. If you're listening to this and like, what in the world is going on? Joey Votto has created a TikTok and an Instagram page. And it, 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 this is just amazing. It's he didn't think you would want something from the internet like this. Joey no. Votto is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, Joey Votto is always, you know, you, you, he's kind of quiet, uh, very, you, you know, he works harder than anyone, anyone else. <laughs> and then he's done crazy things in the past, but now that he's on social media, I, I mean, he hit this one out of the ballpark. He's done some other ones too. Uh, where he's singing in the dental dentist office, but that one there gotten has gotten so much reaction on social media from my kids, uh, just for me. I mean, I've listened to it like a hundred times, and it, it's catchy. Uh, he's there with the Reds Pilates instructor. They're they're uh, the person, the one of the trainers there, nutritionist, and then also Shogo Akiyama's uh, translator was the one that it was Lala. At the end there. So you got to check that video out. It is on our Facebook page at Reds Fans Chatter. You can check it out there. And uh, be sure to follow us on Reds Fans Chatter. And subscribe wherever you're listening to uh, this podcast. So 91 wins. Maybe the postseason. It's going to be a fun season uh, regardless of what happens. I, I don't see this as a 100-loss team. Uh, even worst case, I think they win at least 70. Yeah, I still, I mean, 88 for me, I think you at least win 80 games. If any, if, if I think it, it, at least 75 to 80 wins, no matter what I think of what, you know, what, what we predicted, but 
I think it's it's going to be a good year. Just stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy and and hope the young guys don't get overwhelmed. Right. Let's get let's help them welcome them to Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, as we are going on opening day, go Reds. Go Reds. <laughs>